Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We mentioned the end of the iPod and we're taking a look at the impact the device had on music consumption. Was it ultimately a good thing for the consumer and the musician? News Talk's tech correspondent Jess Kelly joins us. Jess, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. Were you a big iPod fan? Did you got one? I presume you had a few back in the day, did you? Back in the day, but before I had an iPod, I had... Um, I think I've told you this before when I was in secondary school I had a coat that was ugly as hell but I wore it because I could fit a disc man in the pockets so the right hand side had the disc man and the yeah. left hand side had about 95 batteries because the battery life on yeah. a disc man was horrific the glory days Oh, sure. and if you if you jumped up and down it skipped one of them as well oh they, they were the best when my Sony Walkman <laughs> did that if you br- if you took an inhale that was too heavy the CD was z- 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 it was great yeah. no wonder I was grey by the time I was 21 but I went from a Walkman to an MP3 player and I didn't have an iPod straight away I had a Creative Zen Were you a bit ahead of the curve there? The the Creative Zen was that very few people had it, or, or yeah, it was yeah. It, it was something that was a little bit um, unheard of, I guess, particularly here. But I think because I have my sister in the UK, and you know the the market there was yeah. much bigger, uh, so I got a Creative Zen. And what's funny about the Creative Zen versus the iPod is that the Creative Zen was there for the most part, and I gladly stand corrected. But to facilitate and to host music that was illegally downloaded. Aha! See, this got back two thousand and one when Napster was like this big cloud on the horizon. And do you remember Metallica were on the verge of suing their own yeah. fans? Remember that? Yeah. This was a huge issue. So when I was growing up, uh, so back into, I, this will make everyone else feel old, but I started secondary school in 2001, right? That was the year I started secondary school. I was a huge music fan. It was super important to me, but not enough to pay for the music because I was 12. So you were the target money. audience, really? Yeah, 100%. Oh, right. But we used things like Pirate Bay, we used things like LimeWire, we downloaded our music and then used MP3 players like the Creative Zen to host the content. What changed when the iPod came along was this notion of doing things legitimately. Like importing your CDs into iTunes and then putting them onto the device. Now... Now, to be honest, I think you'd get I think you'd get an entire segment out of importing your CDs to hard drives. I know people who nearly employed people. I know a man who employed someone for months and I took weekends off it was just it was like this you know archiving history thing that was going on yeah and you know it's funny so you'd spend all this time bringing your Westlife world of our own CD over onto your iPod it would take about three hours to do and then your iPod would tell you actually you don't have uh, space for a world of our own so we have to stop you there at song number three and the World of Our Own was number nine. That's the best song on the album. So yeah. you had to pick and choose what content you wanted to bring across right. despite having this three-hour transfer process. And into the process. midst of that world of, of darkness and, and harsh decisions, Steph Stephen Jobs holding up a shiny new device yeah. that says, that's all over now. You can have a thousand songs on this legally. Which was a mind-blowing event because not only was it legal, but it looked really cool. Oh, yeah. Even today, with all the devices I've had on my desk over the years, I don't think there is anything as cool looking as the original iPod with a spinny wheel that went click, 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 click as you scan through your music. And you got a proper click when you hit press play and when you got a proper click when you went to the menu button. And it was also the first time that I had encountered playlists. Yeah. Which is huge now, but back in the day, well, it wasn't really. Well, prior to your world, there were cassettes. You know, people made playlists on now? cassettes. You did often for a girlfriend. 
Okay. You know, you, you put together lovingly 11, 12 songs. I mean, more than that. The mixtape. A mixtape, yeah. And they were blown away. So the playlist was like uh, the 21st century version of all of that. You know, there was a little bit he had said, well, this is an awful lot easier than the crap I've been putting up with. Yeah. But a bit he felt, you know, nostalgic for the old days. But still, you know, playlists, wonderful things. But, but the playlists were, it was the first time we'd encountered computers doing stuff for us. Yes. Because the lists were your most listened to songs. Yeah. And it'd be scarlet if it was like a Tom McKitt and the Tide is High and that yeah. was the number one on your list. But that was the case for a lot of us. Yeah. And so the, the computer was doing this and it was the first time a lot of us had noticed that computers can do stuff like that. They can make decisions for us. They can make our lives easier. They can give you a shortcut to the stuff that you want when you want it. Yeah. So there was that. There was also the playlist for Recently Added. Yeah. So the song du jour, you could get that straight away in two or three clicks. And... If you look at how music has changed over the last 20 years, you can kind of bring it back to sort of the emergence of piracy and the illegal downloading of content. And then the gear shifted when the iPod came out because you, as I said, you had the option to either import your music or there was this thing called the iTunes store. Yes. Where you could buy a song. Yeah, for Euro. Which didn't seem like a lot of money. So you were going to go, yeah, I'll have that. I'll have that, please and thank you. Yes. And with that though, came the death of the album. I, I, I don't think the album did actually die. Uh, well, it went into resource. Like it needed a bit of CPR for a while there now. Yeah, I think artists are just tuned to, to writing 12 songs in a block. I think that's just in their heads. So I think they're, they're, I think it's in their I, DNA to produce albums. No, I think Tom Dunn bands write albums. I think people who want that number one hit to go number one viral yeah. on YouTube and so on. They were always the singles bands. They were never going to release, even in the 60s, the singles bands weren't going to release albums. No, but you could make a decent whack of money on iTunes. If you were, oh, say, yeah. the Cheeky Girls. Do you remember the Cheeky Girls? I do. They brought out that horrific song that penetrated and wrecked everybody's brain. They went massive on iTunes. A lot of people downloaded that song. A lot of people paid yeah. one ninety nine for that song. That all culminates in decent money, particularly back Absolutely, in the day. Yeah. When they were buying it. A hundred percent. Yeah, fantastic stuff. All of that speaks of huge change, doesn't it? All the things you're talking about, playlists, recently added, that what trending, that's all where our heads are at. The iPod, it was, it was, it was a step in that direction. It was a huge step in that direction, wasn't it? It is without question the seed that led to where we are today. If you look, if you open Spotify right now, if you open Apple Music right now, if you open any of the other services that aren't as popular you will see um, traces of the DNA of the iPod there. You know, you can go in and you can see your starred songs. You can get content on demand. You can decide to download full albums or you can create a playlist of just individual songs. All of that came from the vision of the iPod. And also the iPod was fundamental in the success of the iPhone as well, which came many years later. Because a lot of people realised, well, hang on, I don't need to bring my Walkman in one pocket and batteries in another and CDs in my backpack. I can fit everything in a communication device. I don't need to play Snake. I don't need to have buttons. It looks really cool. Like Apple Uh, changed so much of our world and we don't fully appreciate it. And they were doing it with the coolest devices. You just wanted them the moment you saw them. And some of the the iPods, still a few of them in the house iPods, um, are (laughs) are stunning. A little tiny silver one someone gave me a present of. The mini. Yeah, and every every time the kids see it, they they immediately start using it. It still works. Yeah. So it it is still a a design classic. 
but then the iPhone comes and you're looking at it and you're you're bringing it home and I don't know, I struggle with trying to make phone calls on it because yeah. phone call is just one of the things it does. That was a major thing to get your head around mm-hmm. and also played all your music. It's just discovering that it also has all the things that my iPod does. That was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And I think one of the reasons why I wonder has the iPod died now 20 years later is because they made it a touchscreen device. So you referenced the iPod mini. Yeah. There was also the iPod shuffle, which is the size of a plectrum. But there was the original iPod, which I mentioned earlier on, that had the clicky wheel, which I still absolutely love. And I think if they were to bring out that device today, it would sell because people are getting fatigued by their smartphones I have often and you know at Christmas time I'm often asked can yeah. you recommend a device that just plays my music that doesn't have a smartphone yeah. functionality and so I'd say if they were clever they could bring out another music player device and keep the internet off Yeah it. you're right no I think a lot of people would love that and especially if they managed to get slightly higher quality uh, sound on it then people would love it uh, Listen says I have 50,000 songs built up on my iPod and I accidentally wiped them one night after oh. having too many smokes Oh well, um, there is small rumours. Don't I've heard that some of your old uh, iPods are worth money. Is there, is there truth in that? It depends on the condition of it um, and the the series of them as well. Okay. So there was a, this big deal back in the day. I think it was when the first iPod Touch came out. The back of it was silver, and it had first gen, second gen, third gen on the back of it. And depending on the quality of your device and so on, um, it could be worth a few quid. I still have my old iPod Touch and I tried to replace the battery, but I made a balls of it. So oh. it just it just looks awful now. The back of it doesn't yeah. fit on anymore. Um, but they are beautiful as devices. Uh, they, they are. are absolutely they beautiful. Are. I have one of the old kind of brick ones. I'd call it a brick because comparison to the little silver thing, it's, it is brick, you know. Yeah. Um, I recently found my old purple pill Sony MP3 player. Ah, uh, yeah. Sound quality is still brilliant in that. Uh, I had an iRiver such an iRiver ring no. uh, wonderful piece of equipment had no planned obsolescence with it uh, none of them have planned obsolescence Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.